Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Welcome back, everybody. It's 133 in Edmonton. Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now, along with Brendan Escott. Well, back during... Uh, Christmas time, just before the World Junior Championships, TSN's Bob McKenzie did uh, his top 10 list for the upcoming 2021 NHL entry draft. And uh, McKenzie basically assembled a group of scouts from around the NHL. I think he had 10 different scouts. And they had Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings as the third overall pick. This week, Corey Pronman of the Athletic, in his rankings, had Dylan Gunther at number one. The general consensus is he is the best player currently in junior hockey. Right now, he's the reigning WHL Player of the Month. Nine goals, 18 points to start the season in nine games played, plus 12. I've seen him play uh, all six games uh, for the Oil Kings uh, at home this season, and we're pleased to be joined on the line by Dylan right now. Dylan, it's Bob. How are you doing? Hi, Bob. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Hey, look, total curveball here for you to start. A number of years ago, uh, there was a Gunther that played at the University of Alberta. Uh, would have been back in the early 1970s. I actually had a couple people when they saw that you were on the show today text to uh, ask whether or not you were connected. I, I believe he was a goaltender uh, playing for Craig, uh, for uh, Claire Drake at that time. Is that a relative of yours? Because it's the same spelling. Uh, not that I know of. I, I don't think so. I haven't really had a, a big hockey background in the family, but uh, possibly that I'm not sure of. All right. Well, that's interesting because you, you mentioned usually what happens is often, you know, kids get pushed by their parents and that sort of thing. But your situation's a little bit different. Tell us why, sort of how that came to be. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I don't know, growing up at Edmonton, it's a hockey city and kind of all I've ever known was hockey and I've played it throughout my whole life and uh you know i got into the game at an early age and kind of just stuck with it and uh yeah i know i'm here today so uh yeah i know good decision and i'm uh yeah i'm happy with it well uh good decision uh did you see the the tsn rankings or do you do you follow this sort of i'm, I'm just trying to think uh I, I thought initially the guy that kind of recruited you first from an agency side might have been kevin coral who is now with 
Jerry Johansson, but before that used to work with uh, um, was it App? I'm thinking. I'm just I'm just trying to think. Like, uh, are you following that sort of thing? Does your agency follow that sort of thing? Are you keeping an eye on it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I definitely saw it. Uh, it's not something that I go and look for just because uh, you know I find that that uh, that doesn't really help me. But uh, yeah, no, it's Kevin Up, and uh, he's kind of the uh, the I'm with right now. Yeah, Kevin, that's what I was thinking of. And, and all right, so all right, so here you go. You're the uh, reigning WHL Player of the Month. Um, the, the team has got a bunch of games in here. Um, what's it, you know? How challenging has this been for you and your teammates to deal with the COVID protocols and put yourself and ensure that you're in the best possible uh, place to to play, so you're not getting afflicted uh, with the virus that's out there right now in the general public. Yeah, no, it's definitely different than a, than a normal year, but I think the one thing that we've learned over these past uh, 12 months is to just, uh, you know, be flexible and expect the unexpected. I think there was a lot of uncertainty uh, heading into the season to when we are going to play or if we are going to play, and, uh, you know, we have a good schedule here put, put forward by the Western Hockey League, and they did a great job, so uh, we're happy with that, and, uh, yeah, no, we're just happy that we can be out there playing with our teammates. How different is it playing in arenas like the downtown community arena instead of Rogers Place? Yeah, it is. It is different just because you don't have uh, you know our amazing fans and atmosphere that we're usually surrounded by. But uh, you know, I think once you get out there and you're playing, you don't notice it a whole lot. Uh, you know, but, I mean, we're so dialed into the game, and it, it was definitely different the first few games. But I think now uh, we've kind of gotten used to it. Dylan Gunther of the Edmonton Oil Kings joining us. A consensus top five pick in the NHL entry draft coming up. Dylan, for our listeners that maybe haven't had a chance to see a play, um, is there somebody who you would aspire to play like? Is there, like, I've kind of compared you a bit uh, to a right-handed shooting version of a guy like Kyle Connor, uh, though you're probably further ahead at, uh, at your age as to where Connor was. But, I mean, he's a multiple-time 30-goal scorer. He's got a terrific release, real smart player. But is there a, a guy you kind of copy your game after, try to take things from? Yeah, I think Connor is actually a guy that we lot we, uh, or I watch a lot of video on just to kind of see uh, the tendencies in his game that he does that I kind of want to uh, interpret into mine. And, uh, you know, the coaching staff does a really good job putting together video from his game and kind of comparing it to mine. And that's what uh, we've kind of been looking at here these past few weeks. And, uh, you know, he's a great player. I love watching him play. And, uh, you know, with the others playing the Jets uh, a bit more this season, I've definitely got to see him play a bit more. So, yeah, no, I like his game, and I think uh, I like to uh, kind of compare myself to him as well. Well, the one thing he can do is he can shoot, and he can one-time the puck, but he's also got a quick release. And if you want to score 30 goals in the NHL, 30-plus, you've got to be able to do that. How much is uh, – I know Rob Brown was on earlier this week talking about your release. I mean, is that just something you've always had? Were you working at it at a, at a young age? Because it's, it, you know, it's like Leon Dreisaitl when he was in the Western, like playing for Corey Clouston, he was not an elite-level finisher. And you are an elite-level finisher. So where did you pick it up, and, and how quick – you know, was is this just something that kind of came with part of your game? Yeah, I think just uh, countless hours of working on it. I have a pretty good shooting setup in my basement, and my brother and I spent countless hours down there just shooting pucks and, uh, you know, working on different shots. And with the uh, media availability these days, you can kind of see and break down all the best shooters in the game and kind of look at their tendencies, and that's something that I do, and I'm always looking to uh, interpret stuff that they do into my game. 
Uh, there's another kid that's playing for Kamloops this year, Stankoven, and he can really shoot the pill as well. He's got a for an undersized guy, he's got a, a heck of a shot as well. You, you need successful line mates or good line mates to help make you a success. You know, until uh, until Connor Bedard went off a couple games ago, you're leading the league in scoring. Uh, playing on the line with Jake Neighbors, who's gone through the draft uh, the year before, and Kate Oliver. Maybe just a thought on uh, their contributions to your success so far this season. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, a, a ton. I think they do a great job, and I think our games complement each other's. I think, uh, you know, Cade was a, is a super hardworking player, and uh, I think we are too, and he really blends in with us nicely. And uh, I think Jake and I have kind of continued to build off uh, how we left last year, and, uh, you know, we love playing playing together, and we're great friends. And I think uh, Cade is also a really good add in between us there. I'll mention to you as we're interviewing Dylan Gunther uh, from the Edmonton Oil Kings that uh, tonight uh, for the Oilers broadcast the fifty, the Remax fifty fifty online, and you can uh, jump aboard on EdmontonOilers.com. Uh, the proceeds go tonight to Major Junior Hockey, so that's a great thing. Uh, you're going to have a different experience after this weekend. You're heading off to the U eighteen Championship to represent Canada. How excited are you for that, Dylan? Yeah, I'm super stoked to be going to this tournament. I think, uh, obviously, with uh, the different year that it's been this year, I usually wouldn't have the opportunity to uh, compete in a tournament like this, as we would probably be in the playoffs. But, uh, you know, I couldn't be more excited to go out there and represent my country. I think whenever you get the chance to play for Team Canada, it's always a huge honor, and you wear the logo with pride. So, uh, you know, I can't wait to get down there and, uh, and compete for a gold medal. Dylan, we appreciate the time. Uh, we'll touch base with you a couple times for sure uh, before the draft, and uh, I'll wave to you tomorrow. Uh, I'll be one of the two media weasels. Actually, there's going to be three of us because Cam Moon's going to be there and uh, John Sexsmith, whose uh, son Joel will be playing for uh, Red Deer. Uh, we'll all be uh, we'll be all at the game. So the rest of them are all scouts. They're all important guys. We're just the steps watching. Thanks for your time, Dylan. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me. Event. That is Dylan Gunther of the uh, Edmonton Oil Kings. And it is an intimate setting in the downtown community arena. There has been between about 16 to 27 scouts per game. Obviously, Gunther and Sebastian Costa, the goaltender from the Edmonton Oil Kings. I'd say at this stage, it's safe to say they're both going in the top 25 of the NHL entry draft this year. Gunther's going top two, three, four, five in that range. Um I'd say he's probably the most skilled offensive forward that's available in the draft. Kosa is a six foot six and a half goaltender with tremendous athleticism at that sign. Interesting that uh, he too thought of Kyle Connor as a comparable. And, and Connor was a mid round, first round draft choice who's produced far higher than that coming out of that 2015, uh, you know, out of his draft slot position for Winnipeg. I mean, this is a three-time 30-goal score, and he would have been a I mean, I think he might have gotten 40 last year if we'd played a full season, and I think he would have gotten 40 this year if we'd played a full season as well. It is 143 in Edmonton, Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 50 years. All April, enjoy a free two-liter Coke product with the purchase of any two large pizzas, like the Mediterranean chicken or the Texan. You can order online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. We'll take a quick time out, and when we... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come back, a guy that knows the numbers, and he's going to crunch them for us. Hart Levine from Puckpedia. This is Oilers Now. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. Very quickly, we're going to go to this day in Oilers history, brought to you by Dennis and Jason Laliberti and the team at New West Travel, back of the 630 Chad Studios. The one and only Brendan Escott. Well, Bob, I have one written in the schedule there, but I'm going to call an audible. On this day in 1986, Paul Coffey scores his 47th goal of the season, breaking Bobby Orr's record for the most goals in a season by an NHL defenseman. I remember Bruce Buchanan with the call uh, on uh, ITV back in the day. He went end-to-end rush. It was a beauty. A former Edmontonian, now currently working in Southern California, has a tremendous website with a real resource. It is puckpedia.com. Nobody understands the numbers like this guy. We welcome back to Oilers now, Hart Levine. Hart, Bob Stoffer, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, it, it's interesting because one of the things that you do is you provide an update on the Puckpedia website as to which clients each respective agent has. Um how uh, how challenging is that, given that sometimes players uh, make changes with the agency that they represent? How do you keep up to date on that sort of stuff? Well, to start with, I just put a, a list of uh, a, a kind of an initial list that I was able to track down. And then from there, the agents, uh, you know, they're competitive. They want to be on the list. They want to have credit for everyone. So um, that allowed me to uh, develop some relationships with them. So I'm usually one of the first guys to hear when they've signed a client away from someone else or um, when there's changes. So the, the more challenging part is when a client switches over like uh, the old agent still wants them on on their list because they negotiated the deal and the new agent wants them on their list that's kind of where i get in a bit of a tug of war with them sometimes yeah and, and sometimes what happens is a support guy actually builds the relationship with the player and then the support guy goes to another agency and then it gets really tricky because then the player uh, has to make a choice between which direction they end up going here speaking of which direction they end up going uh, the edmonton oilers are in a unique spot we're about 10 days away from the nhl trade deadline and i often get asked how much cap space do the orders really have uh you know especially when you factor in taxi squad and that sort of thing so can you educate our listeners and frankly educate me in terms of what you could come across at this time regarding the orders sure so 
The Oilers are an LTIR team with Clefbaum and, and now Cuckoo on LTIR. So you hear sometimes about, you know, cap hits or count less of the deadline or um, the cap space accrues. So none of that applies to the Oilers. So they're, they won't, they only look at things on an annual cap hit basis. And if they save space today, it doesn't help them tomorrow. Um, it's all just one day at a time. So right now they could add 1.3 million in annual cap hit. Um, that's with right now they have James Neal uh, buried. So, but if they swapped out James Neal, um, as he's, when he's buried, he, that saves them 1.075. If they swap him out with, say, um, like a Devin Shore, well, you've, you've eaten up 400,000 of that uh, 1.3. So that, that's where the Oilers are right now, 1.3 million. They, can, um, they could add a little bit, but, you know, there's not a lot of room. And they also, at different times this year, they've had some more short-term injuries Guys that are still that are injured, they still count against the cap. So you need to have space to be able to deal with the, those short-term injuries. Um, and so, again, like right now, they're relatively healthy. But if you got two or three guys injured, you you you, you would chew up that 1.3 million um, pretty quickly just calling up a couple league minimum guys. And at times this year, the Oilers have been really close. I mean, there was times where maybe if they even wanted to play call up James Neal, they couldn't because um, they didn't have room for him. Again, now that they are relatively healthy, um, they they have up to that 1.3 million, but that's not a lot to, to go shopping with. And again, when you're in LTIR, you got to be able to accommodate a player's 100% of their annual cap if you bring them in, not just a prorated amount like a, a non-LTIR team. All right, so I'll give you an example. Uh, that's just, you know, some people said, well, what if Edmonton went and grabbed a, a Brandon Sutter from uh, Vancouver? I think he's a $4.3 million cap hit. Derek Ryan from Calgary, 3.1 cap hit. And I bring those guys up because their perception is maybe Edmonton can use, you know, a, a right shot face-off specialist. Um, I know John Willis wrote an extensive piece on this yesterday. Obviously, given the lack of cap flexibility they have, the Oilers would need those two organizations to at least uh, eat 50% of the salary to even make it at all feasible. Is that correct? Yeah, well, they can only go up by, right now, like a net $1.3 million, And that's, again, if they want to potentially end up like Vegas and have have short-term injuries and have to play short. So maybe they really only want to go up by seven or 800000 to give themselves some room. So that means the net impact of a, of a deal, that, that's how much they could pick up. So whether it's the other team eating half or the Oilers sending a contract back, whether it's like a, you know, a chase on or a tourist or someone, um, it's going to be the net impact is really probably, let's say, 800 to a million to, to be safe. So yeah, if you're looking at guys with a three-plus million dollar cap it against some combination of, of retaining or um, sending a contract back is, is what's going to be needed. And it'll be interesting too, like if if we see some deals where there's bigger cap hit guys that actually go through a third team um, with some retaining to sort of get to, to move the money through a couple teams. So when it, it gets to the last team, it's a lower cap hit. We saw that last year with Leonard. He went from Chicago to Toronto to Vegas. Um, but there's a cost of doing that, right? So, um, you know, if, if you don't have cap space and you want a player, you're going to have to potentially pay for it to get a third team involved to retain some salary as well. So it gets tricky for sure. Do you think that's how Taylor Hall's deal may end up getting brokered when it's all said and done? That there may be a well, third team involved that gets a pick yeah, or something? I, I think if, he, if he's going to go to an LTIR team, I, I think that's really likely. Like, there's very few LTIR teams that could, um, that could handle him. Because, um, again, you'd have to take, even if you took half, you have to have $4 million in your LTIR pool. But if you, um, if, if he's going to a non-LTIR team, 
and their retaining half, they, they only have to have 1.7 or so of projected cap space. So that's still, you know, a decent amount. There's not tons of teams doing that, but you could then potentially make it work with a with a contract going back the other way. So I would say if he's going to get traded at all, there's, I would be shocked if there's not some retained. Um, but if it's going to an LTIR team, that's probably when you need to get a third team involved because I don't even know wh- which of the contenders in that situation could, could take on the $4 million. Um, but again, that, that adds to the price. Um, I think Toronto got a fifth rounder for taking $1.1 million of Leonard's contract last year. But I, I would think that um, getting that team involved is going to cost more now because there's just so many teams that might want to do something that um, would need to get them involved. So you think kind of like the cost of doing that um, is potentially higher now. Has the pandemic completely changed the landscape for pending UFAs? Well, I think we saw last year. I mean, that was a much different free agent period. Like there was barely any long-term deals, especially for forwards. Um, you know, we even, but even we didn't see deals of other than Markstrom. I think of Owen Petrangelo of kind of the five plus. Um, you know, just think a few years ago, it was like every deal was six times six or seven times six, right? So, yeah, there's definitely an impact, and um, there's no there would be no reason for what we saw last year to change um, for this offseason because the cap isn't going up. Like it's it's going to be flat for at least a couple of years, um, if not more. And when it does go up, it's going to maybe move by a million or so. Uh, I mean, we still need to see the other half of the U.S. TV deal, but it, it's not moving up for a few years anyway. So whatever we saw last year, I, I would be surprised if you don't see something similar. And um, it, but last year we saw some guys taking more short-term deals, um, maybe hoping that the market would rebound in the following year. I think now you might see guys trying to lower cap hits kind of for the new environment, but taking a longer deal, taking as long as they can get just to get some guaranteed money because you know, they're, they're going to get a year older each year, but there's no reason to think that there'll be more money in the market in, in the next year or two. So, you know, the guy that took maybe uh, ended up settling for, you know, like a Hoffman, for example, he took one times four. A similar guy now, if, if he's only can get around a $4 million cap, it, he may just add a few ex- as many years to that as he can just to lock in the money. So he ends up taking maybe three times three instead of the one point four just to get the guaranteed cash. Hart, how do people follow you? Uh, on Twitter at Puckpedia and go to the website puckpedia.com. Let's do this again. Thank you for your time, Hart. Okay, thanks. Appreciate it. You bet. 154 in Edmonton. That is Hart Levine from Puckpedia. Uh, that's when you know you have a good good website. When the agents are reaching out to you to make sure that you got the right player uh, delineated with the right agency. That's good. All right. We got a face-off show. It begins tonight at 530. Uh, Cam Moon and myself, Rob Brown, Reed Wilkins, the Oilers Radio Network. Puck drop at 7 p.m. tonight. What else we got shaken? Uh, we will tell you that uh, Monday we will have another live show as the Oilers get ready to play the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, again, I'd like to wish you all uh, a happy Easter weekend. Up next, the global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by a best of 6.30 Ched afternoons with Jaylen Knight. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 6.30 Ched.